Welcome to episode 42 of the Endless Stream podcast. This is the first episode of 2022. This is a pre-record. We pre-recorded this so that we would have it to put out over the holidays so that we can take a break at Christmas. We're 42 episodes in without missing a, missing a beat, so we're very proud of that. This episode I'm joined by Johnsy and Brian, and we are looking at Disney Plus's Star Wars Visions. It's an anthology animated series, much like Love, Death and Robots, and in the same way that we went through Love, Death and Robots episode by episode and discussed the animation and kind of put a ranking together for us, that's what we're doing here with Star Wars Visions. So this episode was recorded probably middle of November, just when Visions came out. We never really found a suitable spot to release it, so this sort of New Year period kind of made perfect sense for it. So hope you enjoy this. Go and check out Disney Plus Star Wars Visions. We'll be back next week with the usual Star Wars, Marvel, Disney, Netflix, whatever else is going on. The Book of Boba Fett will have two episodes out at that point, so we'll probably be talking about that. As usual, if you like what you hear, please consider subscribing to the podcast. Head over to the Instagram, at The Endless Cast, where we put up illustrations and clips from the podcast. And if you've something to say, if you have a, a comment or a different opinion, you can DM us there, or you can comment on one of the images. Or if you want to send us an email, you can do that too, theendlesscast at gmail.com. All of that being said, let's get into the episode. So it's two weeks after the initial release and we've all watched Star Wars Visions. We're going to go through the nine of them and put them in order of our favourites, I guess, from nine to eight. Uh, We did the same thing with Love, Death and Robots. Um, If anybody wants to go back and check out that episode, can you remember what that episode was called? Yeah, the, the podcast episode. Do we name Do we name episodes? Big fan, Brian. Are you? <laughs> um, I just number them when I record this. And... He doesn't drink his own Kool Aid. Exactly. Uh, episode ten: Love, Death, and Zombie Robots. Um, because it was uh, that zombie movie from Snyder episode as well. Oh yes. Remember those days when we talked about him every week? Every week, for some reason, between Justice League and... Uh, was it Army of the Dead? What was it called? Is it Army of the yeah. Dead? Um, so, oh, yeah, that, if you're interested in um, fucking animation reviews, go back and check Snyder out Snyder and, and we we definitely jump up and down on Snyder's face through that episode. Star Wars Visions, how did you guys just enjoy it broadly? I did liked it. Found it very refreshing. It's fantastic to see something animated in Star Wars that's not that horrible 3D character design that they have for everything else. Yeah, they've been stuck on that Clone Wars look for a long, long time, and each time they mm-hmm. sort of each time they release a new version, whether it's Star Wars Rebels or the new one with the the Oscar Isaac character, it's another CG one, or the Bad Batch. They're like, we've changed it up. It's like the Ralph McQuarrie drawings now, and it's like it's not really, you know, it's still. Mm-hmm. It's like you, you, I remember we had a conversation, you were um, trying to get me, you were encouraging me to watch the Clone Wars for the story uh, elements in it. I, I think it was when the Mandalorian started to bring in characters yeah. from the Clone Wars. And I was saying that I was I actually found them good, but I really don't think the stories could ever be good enough f- to engage right. me with that, with, with the way everything looks. I know that sounds superficial, but there's, there's it's like Thunderbirds done in cg but not as kitsch yeah i I think i think it's the same with me for for what if that like i don't i don't hate it but i just can't engage with it fully and part of it has to do with a disconnect with that 
that mm-hmm. style. It's just what if in still shots looks beautiful. Yeah. Yep. There's some amazing compositing work going on that background. Really, really nice lighting and stuff as well in as well, yeah. Fantastic. But as soon as they move, I just get pulled right out of it. Mm. And and yep. like we've been we've been talking about what if the last few weeks as well. The last episode came out this week and we will be talking about it on this upcoming Monday's uh episode. Sneak peek of my opinion. Ugh. Mm-hmm. It was silly. You know what you know what my, my favorite part was when he names them. Uh, you are the guardians of uh, multiverse. <laughs> that sums up the whole series, really. But that's why when Star Wars Visions landed on the middle of or in the middle of the run of this, it was kind of like a breath of fresh air. And we I talk I said about the Party Thor episode, it's like you really see how limited they are by that style. This is the other thing as well. It's like when when the Captain Carter episode came out, we still weren't sure whether it was Blimey. going to be a, a team up thing or an anthology <laughs> yeah. thing, you know. And anthology was the way to go with it, but instead it was about setting a team up, and they don't set the team up until the very last episode, which would be like just insane. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know. Let, let, sorry, let's sorry, Brian. Oh, sorry, I cut across you there. Let's do it again because I don't think you registered. Blimey. Yes, um, you can tell she's British because she says blimey a lot. <laughs> she said bollocks in this one. She though, did, didn't that's she? true. Yeah, she yeah. said blimey and then she said bollocks yeah. straight away. <laughs> well, I'll tell you what, going back over Visions today, I had a realisation that didn't even occur to me when I watched them. They're all 2D. First in appearance, the like, first one's 3D and there are 3D yeah. elements in a bunch of them, but... Is it... Well, the first one looks like it's rotoscoped. It it's a it's a two D render anyway. It, it's like textured up to look. Yeah, yeah, but it's 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 definitely not straight three D. I I think it might be. They they've been making stuff like that they, for a while. They do. There's, there's um there's a couple of series like they've been making a lot of them in that style for a while, and I'm not a fan, but it has gotten better. There's two that are particularly worth checking out. Anyway, B Stars and Doro Hidoro. They're both on Netflix, right? And they both look like I said. I, I'm not a fan of that kind of 3D look. Well, but, when um, I was looking at the deal today, in regards to the 3D, it strikes me more as they use 3D as a base, but it's rotoscoped. I can see what you're saying. I don't. I don't know the like. I I think because like, there's no camera moves. There's no 3D camera moves in it. Yeah, yeah. That's true. no, that's like I, we I, we've definitely seen things like that before, where they, you know, I've, who's like, yeah, they just animate the whole thing in three D and then draw over it to get that. Yeah, that's so what feels I. That's really how, like that's the only one. That was the only one when I when I went back over them though. You can see, you can tell it's rotoscoped or it's, tri- but it's, but but uh, it definitely looks like it's been, within a hand taken to it. Well, like the um. T0B1, TOB1, or whatever it is. TOB1, they do call him Toby. Um, like, there's moments in that way, like, he's bopping around the, the little laboratory they have, and, you know, he's a 2D drawing, but the camera moves in 3D around him. Um, and the the mm-hmm. the room he's in is a, like, it's it's clearly the inside of a, you know, sphere type of thing. Um, but, yeah, like, it's a lovely idea, going with an anthology in the Star Wars universe. And I'd love to see, I'd, I wish they'd approached What If that way as well. I wish they'd approached the new trilogy, kind of like, I suppose I'll mention it when we get into it, but the new trilogy was so focused on like recreating elements of the previous 
trilogies. And I would love if they had one about just, you know, a mentor and his students while they investigate shit around different planets. Well, we got that here. Didn't well, we? I'm saying, yeah, but like, I'd love a film of that. You know? Right. Just take, take a moment and finish. Is it, what is it? Is that a Moro, a Twix, a Yorkie? What was that? Sponsorship. It's a, it's a Dunn's brand pink snack, but it's not pink. It's from Dunn's stores. But it's quite nice. So we're going for Dunn's, Dunn's sponsorship on this one, yeah? Dunn's. Buying up half your neighborhood so, and so, leaving it rot. Yeah. So the next podcast will just be empty <laughs> chairs. Um, they've got a lot of real estate, but nothing there. So let's get into the the... The rankings, then. Um, I'll I'll t- I'll tell you first. My number nine on the list is Tatooine Rhapsody. That had look. I'm not I'm not a huge anime fan historically, but like I when I watch good animation, I watch good animation and I enjoy it. And regardless of where the hell it came from, this had all the stuff I don't like about sort of kids screaming their emotions and crying about what they want to do. Is I think Brian did say that like this this selection I don't think, of I don't think that's even the worst part. This 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 selection no. of I think I think it looked okay actually. I think it looked great, yeah. I think it looked really nice. Uh my my biggest problem is Joseph Gordon Levitt singing. Is that Joseph Gordon Levitt? Johnsy hates Joseph Gordon Levitt. Joseph It was Gordon. Joseph Gordon Levitt. I don't hate him singing. I No, I don't hate Gordon Jason, I just don't like Brick. I love. I thought Brick. you you said that you hated his head since Third Rock from the Sun. No, I never said I hated his head. I liked him in Third. Maybe I. I Maybe I, you've I, mellowed I on him. Do dislike? Uh, no, I dislike so many things. I lose track. Uh, <laughs> Maybe I do Aiden. Thanks, Aiden. No, I, yeah, but like um, what I found about it was what I it actually fits in well into the whole anthology. In terms of each one looks different. Now, there's some similarities between them, but there's different styles of anime. I'm not an anime expert by any means, but there's there's, there's, there's different uh, different styles, you know. And that's that specific style. The, the issue I had with it was the 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 it was just a little bit silly. It was just a silly story. It was like the the rock band. It reminded me of Discovery, uh, the Daft Punk. Was it the Daft Punk yeah. movie called Discovery? Yeah, uh, mm-hmm. the, was um, it Discovery or was it the like Stellar Five Five Five? Name, I think. Stellar, yeah, yeah, that was it. Um, it reminded me of that and that kind of that that sense, but everything got fixed by them playing at the end. It was just a silly story. I didn't, it didn't register with me. And I think it's important. We were, we were talking about this before, but like making this list was difficult because they, I think they're all successful in what they set out to do. I think it's just a matter of which one you like the least, you know? Yeah. Like I, I, I am habitually the person who's trying to like balance the opinions on this thing, but like, I'm going to, I'm going to stick to my guns Mm. on this one. It's successful at what it set out to do. I have no interest in what it set out to do. I don't like it, and I will not be watching nope. it again. <laughs> that's my that's my take on it. Yeah. First time I tried watching it, I you know once I knew what it was about, I wasn't interested. I kind of had to watch it again. And when I was watching it again, I wasn't looking forward to watching it again. Mm. But yeah. I think it looks I think it looks great. Like there's so many. It's cool to see familiar. Star Wars characters interpreted in that style. It was really nice to see. Like I, I couldn't fault any kind of yeah. other production. It was just not a story I'm particularly interested in. And then they, you know, the song, the song is 
supposed to be this great inspirational thing and it's yeah it's not great and then falls flat if and the and like gordon levitt his voice is quite bad singing it in places like it's not it, his voice kind of cracks and breaks a lot and it's like maybe they should have let somebody else sing it but again no, I, I, I don't I, I don't even hate it i i was expecting to hate it but by the time it was finished it was like that's a nice silly lice thing i'm i'm looking i'm looking at images of it again here and like if i were to take away the star wars of it or what i came to this star wars visions of it like you're you're right it looks great and they did a great job on it um it just it just i no not for me style over substance i think is probably the the, where it falls into it it just looks great but i I did like the three-headed dude you didn't i thought that was an I did. Yeah, I yeah, did. that was cool. The, the three-headed guy. He was a funny-looking dude. Yeah. Um, Johnsy, you're number nine. That's uh, Tatooine Rhapsody. It's, and like I said, it was. I knew it was going to be my nine straight away, but, mm. but at the same time, I didn't dislike it that much. I just, it just, yeah. it looked nice. It was a nice exercise in that specific style. It's like you know the Star Wars uh, manga from the nineties. Have you seen that? Uh, sorry, the Star Wars manga from the nineties. You remember that they did a uh, original I vaguely, trilogy, like the actual comic. Yeah, and they were all slightly super deformed. It was just it's, it's that kind of and like Brian was saying, it's nice to see it done in that style, but like it just the ending, just yeah, it, it just the style over substance for me. Like that said, it was my number one, you know, but um, no, it's my number nine also. <laughs> okay, so. Whether whether or not we uh, we stay that that uh, in sync as we go through it, um, we've mm-hmm. all decided number nine is Tatooine Rhapsody. <laughs> <laughs> that is directed by Taku Kamira, Kamira, written by Yasumi Atarashi, and animated by Studio Colorado. Colorado, Colorado. Okay, well then, my number eight then is the Twins. Snap, which was Studio Trigger, uh, directed by Hiroyuki Imaishi, written by Hiromi Wakabayashi. And yeah, Studio Trigger. Again, I just, I just didn't connect to this again. Like the, you can't argue with any of these studios in terms of the quality of their work. I just didn't care. More screaming. I, um, I thought that was going to be higher in my list. I'm a big fan of Studio Trigger. They're they're kind of bonkers. Um, I thought there was some really nice imagery in it, and I kind of like, I like the animification of that universe you know where it's like it's almost like a what would happen if you know luke and leia were bad guys and they were in an anime tv show well here you go so like i enjoyed all of that i love i love anime anyway so like i love the i love the the armor designs and the aesthetic there were some great images in it um but it wasn't it ended up not being as high in my list it was kind of pushed for and like my list will probably shuffle a little bit but yeah, it kind of. Um, I, I'd agree with you. Like it, it's, but stylistically, I just thought it was gorgeous. You know, um, but I, I wouldn't even say the plot is that weak. It was just more the script was, you know, kind of anime tropes again. It's that thing of people shouting things, but it just looked really nice. I really liked it. The, again, there's, there's, I, I think the thing is, the duel. Is like it's it's weird the running order like the duel is kind of what I expected this to be and then these two right after it were just not what I wanted at all from a Star Wars show 
And that that's on me. Start off strong, go to your worst, then go to your second worst. Um the like at one point he's on the front of an X Wing, superpowering his lightsaber mm-hmm. and they do the light speed thing through a like it's complete it's just because I came to it expecting Star Wars and I've got this like thing that just is like, fuck all the rules of Star Wars, this is animation and we're going nuts. But they all, cool. they're all it's a just... lot of them are guilty of that though. Yeah. 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 But but some of them, I guess, work better than others. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them are the... sort of like alternate universes of yeah, Star Wars as opposed they... to being, you know. It sounds like the brief was, I've got a bad feeling about this. Get that into the script <laughs> somewhere. Oh, Dave Filoni with the Clone Wars kind of introduced this idea that, like, there are, you know, the Sith, always two, there are one Master, one Apprentice, no more. But we're also going to have these Force-sensitive Inquisitor characters that have lightsabers, and also there's dozens of them all over the Empire. Um, So you get to get black-suited baddies in armor with lightsabers um, that aren't quite Sith, but get to have lightsaber battles. It's it's a Filoni workaround. Um. So, yeah, like watching these, I was like, oh, look, it's another guy who has his own Star Destroyer and armor and a lightsaber. And yeah. That didn't bother anyone else. Though. Nope. <laughs> no, I I, 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 I actually appreciate the free reign they were given. Yeah. Um, so that's my number eight. Same for you, John Z, you Ooh, said. Yeah. Any, anything else to add there? Yeah, well, my problem with it. My main problem with it is, is I think there's a kernel of something good there with the brother and sister relationship. I just and it's probably a reason why it's one of the longer ones. It's just too much jammed in, too much exposition that to get through to set these characters up to a point where you actually care about them, and then after that, the whole space battle, like you were saying, that that, that that's a problem. It's ignoring the rules. But I, I really felt like I have. I think in a lot of studios, sometimes I'd be worried about some of these that instead of them getting in proper, and I'm not gonna, I'm not accusing anybody of anything, and I don't seem arrogant about it. But like they put it to the floor of the studio, and it really felt like it was a, animators came up with it. The story just was an excuse to have them doing what they were doing because it looked rad, you know, and then. And what what I did, and I would have had a much less appreciation for it than I do, had it with the with the space fighting, ignoring you know everything about like, all of a sudden they can live in space. Well, they're using the uh, force, obviously. You know, they're using the force, but like that's we saw only, that with Princess Leia, well, Princess in, Leia for um, a brief second, Jedi, yeah. and it nearly yeah. killed her. You know, but that's like she was old. But, but, yeah, she's old. But, and they they, they, they weren't really made by this. They were made by the dark side. But what I really, really liked was the droid at the end came out with a space helmet on. That was a really, really nice wink to the audience that this is ridiculous. Yeah. Oh, I forgot that. Mm-hmm. Like, so they, they know what they did. They and knew that, what that's they the were thing. It's, it's one of the reasons I, I like it is um, Trigger, Studio Trigger. Like, they just do bonkers stuff. They I don't know if it's still on yeah. Netflix, but they have... I'm pretty yeah, it's, uh, pretty sure it's him. It's uh, kill the kill, and it is just fucking nuts. Like I, yeah, I, like I said, I love anime, and <laughs> I still haven't watched all of it because it's just so 
much. It's just, it's animate to the max and that's kind of what they do and that's kind of why I love them. Um, they're they're just, anything goes. Kill a Kill is, is fucking wild. I, I wouldn't even know where to start describing it. Um, a lot of anime tropes that they just make story element and then so so like one of the things that happens in is you know the, the kind of magical transformation thing that you know the anime trope and that happens in this in kill a kill and it just it's an excuse for the character's skimpy outfit to get even skimpier mm-hmm. and but they also make it a plot point and and then it actually it goes on to kind of make a interesting point about clothes and the the power of clothes and society and stuff is like are they are they taking the piss or did they just make a good point or is this just an excuse to have you know yeah bums and cleavage well, and as stuff but... regards the, the twins was my solid eight uh, in regards to the rest of the films I'd say Brian your number eight my number eight was The Duel The Duel mm-hmm. Um, which is uh, Kamikaze Duga is the studio directed by Takanobu Mizuno written by Takashi Okazaki apologies for pronunciation all round it is the first one in Star Wars Visions Mm -hmm. we were arguing as to whether or not it was CG and rotoscoped why is it your number 8? I think it's kind of the same thing that you could say about the twins and stuff like that just kind of being light on story the only difference here is that it had a bit more of a mature tone and it's less over the top. It's it's less bombastic than something like the twins. But I found the twins kind of fun and not taking itself very seriously. Um and not to say that this was taking itself too seriously either, but I would say I would argue that this is as light on story and things like that. And it's as much style and visual as the twins is, but I just happen to prefer the twins. But that said, like I, I don't I don't really dislike any of it, especially uh, I, I I don't, there's been a lot of anime recently, especially stuff Netflix produced as well, which is made in 3D and it just looks bad for the most part, but it's obviously easier to produce. And when this started, I was like, oh no, it's, it's one of those, but it won me over within the next couple of seconds. I think with the, the kind of inkiness to the, the drawings and the, the kind of the grainy texture and stuff like that. Um, it looked really nice. Like I, I couldn't really fault it. It was just, it just ended up, I ended up liking others more. So it got pushed further down my list is, is it really? I loved so much in it. I loved the, the design of the Sith Lord and, you know, when she takes off her, her cloak and stuff like that, it was just so much stuff in it. I really, really did love, but it, it just ended up at number mm-hmm. eight. What do you guys make of it? Um, it's it's a lot further down the list for me. Yeah, let, let's leave that a mystery yeah. for the minute. Um, yeah, no, I, I just meant in terms of do you have anything you wanted to add? Um, no, not, not at that. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I have a few things to say to it. So. Okay, we'll yeah. wait until we get around to it. Um, so then that means, I guess, i got to decide on a number seven here. I keep mm-hmm. moving things around the place. I think a my kid number in the candy seven. Store, Aiden, that's what you are. <laughs> this is it. There's too many. There's too many options. Um, I think I'm gonna have to say the ninth Jedi is my number seven. I think there's loads to like in it. I liked the the chase on the hover bike. 
and like I'm I'm playing Sable as well at the moment. And it's like there's there's definitely a little like Star Wars Mobius, um, like there's a lot of Venn diagramming happening with what's influencing what. You know, there there is a sort of, um, like the the concept art for Sable's been around for a while, but that's drawing on Mobius and that's drawing on Star Wars, and it's like they're all kind of overlapping a bit. But that chase sequence was cool, and the girl with the the variable lightsaber locking in once she found her real place with it. Um, it's a late edition concept of the Star Wars universe, and like I definitely had this thing where I was watching them going, stop thinking about the concept of canon, because it's just going to trip you up. This is just fun, fun and games. But you know, there's this real obsession in Star Wars nerdom as to the like the color of the lightsaber blade tells something about you, and that that's a recent enough addition to the universe because. Like yeah, they it had seems red like and blue it was in Star fan Wars speculation but... first, and then they decided to make it canon. There's always the impression. So there I is got. a precedent. Yeah. There is a precedent for it. In, in, in the fandom, in the last few years, like okay. they were either they were either red, blue, or green, and then Samuel purple. L. Jackson insisted on getting purple, and that's like he just told them, "I'd like a purple lightsaber." They went, "Yeah, I guess we could do that." Well, it, and then... it reads okay. Oh, it reads it reads mm. great, but it's it's just the the adding that variation kind of opened a door to like, well, they can be any color, and we can link them to moods. And if it's white, then it means like there's a com- there's a concept that like Ray's yellow lightsaber tells you something about her position in between light and dark as this. But in the but in the context of the episode, though, it was very uh, solid. Yeah. Yes, ab- absolutely. Like it, it's a concept that like is a late addition to the canon that I kind of bristle at, but at the same time, it worked really well, especially for like telling you what this little girl like the moment in the duel when the one goes, "Your lightsaber blade is red." That should mean something to to him, and I've seen that as like a TikTok thing going around now. People taking that clip, but it's like it it just used to like in Star Wars stuff. It just used to mean you had a red lightsaber. That was it. You know, um, I'm old timey guys. Um, but to bring it back, I liked, <laughs> I liked the ninth Jedi. Um, I think it was just a little, I don't know. I, the, 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 all of the meat and I love the daughter stuff and making the lightsabers and getting the lightsabers to them and the battle, the idea that they all wandered aimlessly into an empty room looking for lightsabers was kind of silly to me and a bit like naive and i was kind of like why are they doing this but desperation um yeah, yeah but it also guess, it was um, it was a trap yeah yeah like they they knew what they were doing when they showed up there this is true it was to find um, whatever jedi were left you know yeah um I, uh, the thing is, the standard of these things, it's it's hard to really pick them apart. So the ninth Jedi is uh, Kenji Kamiyama, written and directed, and the studio is Production IG. Loads to like in it, but it's just something about the the it, the cutting between the two locations. I was really interested in half of it and really uninterested in another half of it. So that's why it's kind of this far down my list. Johnsy, your number seven. My number seven would be TOB1. I liked it. Like like I said, it's none of them I didn't like, you know. Um, I just had to, Sophie's Choice, you know. Just, just I just had those other ones that were more successful. Um, the, the problems I had with it really was, it's kind of a personal thing. 
it was the backgrounds are really distracting for me. It was just a technique that they used. I've used it throughout my entire professional career. And I just start having uh, flashbacks to Nam. <laughs> so, 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 so what was, was that? What was you know that technique? thing where you take the brush and you take the texture brush around the edges to right. give it that fluffy kind of look. Mm-hmm. And, and looking back, it had it had good things. It had a nice Astro Boy kind of uh, feel to it, you know. And it was yeah. Cute. I was definitely thinking of Astro Boy when I was watching it. Um, and it was cute. And and, and like I say, I I didn't necessarily dislike it, but I think a lot of them are guilty of this. Um. Of, it just really felt like the studio is setting up to try and get a series. That there, are, there are a fair few of these where you're just like, yeah, yeah the ship rides off. Almost all out. of them, I think. Really, it's, it's. I don't know if that was that was a decision made by the studios, hmm. but to treat it like a pilot, you know, um, yeah. as opposed. Well, it, it would be hard to say that for the twins, I think. Possibly. Or how does that end? Well, setting up these characters. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. The twins. That would have been a great finale to a ten episode long series. Yeah, you know yeah. where you you got to know the characters and they had you were, you were there was you know stakes were mm-hmm. there and you know I just didn't there wasn't enough time with that. Whereas the jewel is another one that I don't think that that works as a a, a singular story, simple mm-hmm. and it's over. But um, but particularly uh, TLB one, if any of them went to series, that would be. At least, I'd want to see you go to series. I'd be interested, in, mm-hmm. you know. Yeah, but I don't have too much to say on it. Like I say, uh, to justify why it's where it is on my list, I have to go to negatives, and there's not really that many negatives. It's uh, it just didn't engage me as much as theaters. Just more positives with your higher up ones. Yeah, yeah. So that's uh, directed by Abel Gongora, uh, written by Yuichiro Kido and from the studio Science Saru. And again, apologies for pronunciations, but um, yeah, definitely an Astro Boy vibe. Um, I thought it was cute. Brian, you're number seven. Uh, the Elder, also by Studio Trigger, who I've just said I'm a big fan of. Um, I think we mentioned, I don't know if we were recording when I said it, but I would love to see like Star Wars films kind of approached in this way. You know, much, much the way The Mandalorian is where it, Although the Mandalorian does, still, what I was going to say is like it's it's still very much about the Empire versus rebels and stuff, and mm-hmm. there's this entire galaxy with the kind of a rich mythology, and I would love to see just that explored outside of the the war side of it. And this was a nice kind of take on that. Just you know, two two dudes in space going to check out some stuff, and just. The fact that they find this, they're able to sense this great evil presence, just kind of malevolence. It's just like that's that's cool. I would like to see. I thought he was. I thought the Sith was a great character. Yeah, yeah. Again, like this is not my number seven, but couldn't really fault any of it. I'm a big fan of the studio. Big fan of the the approach and stuff. Really like just a nice tight kind of story like this where they go to a place to investigate something, and yeah, really liked it. Um, the fact that it's number seven shouldn't be <laughs> viewed as any sort yeah, of yeah. We're gonna we're gonna asterisk that a yeah, lot. Yeah, it's just I really like that. I'm, yeah, yeah. Look, Lucas, you got lucky. We like them. <laughs> we're still gonna rank them. Yeah. Um, um, that is written and directed by Masahiko Otsuka uh, in Studio Trigger. Um, yeah, 
it's good David Harbour um, there were like I'm, I'm looking at a list of like the, the names against it and I didn't notice any of this when I was watching it like oh Alison Brie was in one of them Alison Brie was like, in the did, twins that all yeah. went over my head she sounded very Alison Brie how did you miss it <laughs> I feel like David Harbour was doing a, a Harrison Ford impression oh that was that was Han Solo yeah straight up yeah <laughs> uh, Cool. I am the 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 set in this one was cool looking, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and it's, it's, it's everything about him the the performance. It was a yeah. really so, good blend of Asian cinema, like with with, with Star Wars. It's everything you want from from it, you know. When somebody says anime anthology, it's kind of what you'd hope. And the middle of this list is just kind of all on a par for me so putting them in order is kind of tricky I was the same I, I changed um, mine three or four times in the last two hours I was just like which one do I really prefer like yeah you know, it's hard yeah um, I'm gonna give you my number six here just to keep us moving um, and I'm gonna say it's Lop and Ocho um the reason, and I'm, I almost like kind of think, I, as I think this through, I think I want to put it higher up the list, but like, let's let it sit. Um, they try to do way too much for me inside of 20 minutes um, because we have to meet them as children and then meet them as a family in turmoil and then see the rift and then see the passing of the the inheritance to the adopted child and like there's cool stuff in there there's great world building there's this lovely like shogun vibe with the 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 sort of samurai look to it like and that is kind of why i came to the star wars visions like let's get an anime studio to do this i want to see some samurai movie stuff in in a star wars context and i like brian probably knows the name of the the manufacturer that make the the star wars figures in like samurai armor style they're great looking and you know it just all fits really neatly in this world it was just they tried to get way too much into this and as as you said john z like the idea of like building in a a built-in pilot kind of thing oh yeah this is one of the most guilty yeah yeah and like the 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 daughter the biological daughter like going so far left like you're the one that introduced this girl to your family and dragged her in so now you're the one that doesn't want her like all perfectly acceptable narrative um, avenues if you haven't shoved it into a 20 minute period and we have to turn on a dime for it. Aiden, are you reading my notes for this? <laughs> Just reading your mind, Johnsy. We are simpatico. Um, so that's my number six, Lop and Ocho. Johnsy? Lop and Ocho is not my number six, but um, but it's close. Uh, the Village Bride is my uh, number six. Only for the reason really is I think it was the weakest aesthetically out of the whole show anthology I just didn't dig that style the background is a, it's kind of clip arty style to it and it's just on its own if you saw a show like that it probably wouldn't stand out as much for me but because it's in such good company it just stands out more and like I say I really did enjoy it. It was. I felt the story was good, um, and it's, it's it's number six. We're starting to get to the middle, you know. But I, I think the, the the bit where it fell down for me was I just I wasn't engaged with the visuals. I know that's a very superficial thing to say, but the story didn't. If the story had have been 
more engaging and more enjoyable i would have that you know, you'd, you'd ignore the aesthetic but when i start concentrating on the aesthetic when i'm watching something it means i'm not really enjoying it i mean did you did the character designs the, pull the it through are, a little bit they're quite they're they're quite me they're quite they're, they're quite generic there was nothing that okay. really stood out for me you know um mm. the, and, and like i said it's, it's, I, I i hate I don't want to say negative things about it because yeah. I, I I didn't watch it and go that was terrible. It's just when I well, sat down let, and I let, had to make let's, a list. Let's go the other way then, right? It's on the list. Um, what did you like about it? Let's. We don't have to say why we didn't like them in this order. What did you like about it? Uh, it was a pleasant enough story. It was a simple story. Um, yeah, I just to be honest. I it was a couple of weeks ago when I watched it. I was watching a skim through today, so I didn't really catch up. But it was it's a very simple story where they, they sacrificed these people, the 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 villagers to the to the ex or the ex uh, republic or the, yeah, they're kind of like warlords. Yeah, sort of, I, I yeah thought, like, from the remnants. Well, like I say, is 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 why probably thinking on it now probably should be lower on my list. You know that because the story wasn't that great and the aesthetics weren't that great, but I've done it and it's in the box now so <laughs> it's there you know fair enough fair enough uh brian you're number six the twins the twins the twins right you you definitely rank that high oh you rank that above the elder mm-hmm. but from studio trigger yep yep oh. so my six and seven are both from trigger even though i love trigger <laughs> um um, you know, it's silly. It's hard to number them. It's, it, yeah. it's just hard to rate them, isn't it? Like it, yeah. it's, it's a silly one, but I also like. I like the, you know, certain guilty of what you're saying of maybe like all of these being, you know, maybe backdoor pilots for things. But I don't think that's the worst thing in the world. No. Um, no. And I just like the idea of, you know. It, it, it's doing that thing again where that I, I said I'd like to see where it's tapping into the kind of mythology of the world that there's, you know, Sith alchemy and that they could create two life forms from the dark side of the force. Like, straight away, I'm interested in that and what that looks like. And then they show it to me and it's very anime and I like I like the aesthetic and I like the visuals. You know, that's... Yeah. I, I totally agree with everything you kind of said about it in terms of like criticizing it, but... I think those are valid, but uh, I still just really enjoyed it. It's just very, it's kind of what I would come to expect from Studio Trigger as well. You know, I think if, I think if you'd seen Kill the Kill or other stuff by Trigger and presuming that you didn't hate it, you, mm-hmm. you'd know what you're getting into when you go, oh, okay, this is, this is Studio Trigger. So, um, yeah, so that's my number, number six. Yeah, I mean, I, I think there's definitely an element with it, with, um, like it being so early in the run of them and coming into it as like not a not a huge anime person that like I want to see Star Wars things you, and the kind you know of thing what, that sold this to me is you know what I think is probably sums up visions for me and I think I've kind of touched it already you know when somebody says anime Star Wars but every time I've opened like the Disney Plus app to like put on an episode the cover of the thing is there Star Wars visions and it's cool. And straight away, I look at that and I go, I want to watch all of those. And for the most part, they all lived up 
to what I wanted them to be. Mm. The only exception really being Tatooine Rhapsody, which I don't even dislike. But like when I, I think the Studio Trigger. You just don't want to watch it again. <laughs> but like the, there's some of the images from the Studio Trigger's episodes on that cover. And the second I see that, I go, oh, I want to, I want to watch that. And then I watched it. It was, and it was pretty much exactly what I expected. Yeah. Could it be better? Sure. But it, I think for the most part, they all kind of fulfilled. It's a great cover and, and the episodes for the most part lived up to what I would have, would expect from looking at a cover like that. It's a slight tangent to what we're doing here talking about it overall, but I'd like to put my two cents into what I was thinking about it today. Uh, what I, what I really like about it is growing up, I never made the connection, but I, I'm pretty sure if you look back at anime pre Star Wars, pre Blade Runner, I always assumed that they were influenced by anime, but I think it's the other way around. I think that Star Wars had a big influence on anime, and that it's kind of gone full circle now. It's good to see anime coming back and covering Star Wars. There's something uh, cyclical about it that I that I like. The, the whole with the duel having the Kurosawa kind of influences or, or being a love letter, you know. And it's just it's kind of a, a meta kind of feeling for me. But it's just um. Yeah, I think it's that's why I have so much trouble saying I don't like any of them. And and again to reiterate, and I know I've said it as well. It's like our our job here, or our our objective here, is not to say what we don't like about anything. We're kind of ranking them just as a as an exercise, as a a structure in which to talk about them, and and you know how where they sit differently based on our personalities and what we want to watch. It's not really a statement. It's not really a an indictment of their like credibility it, it's just where they sit in, in terms of our tastes um we could try and focus on the good of them on these mm-hmm. you know rather than why they're lower on the list than higher um but that idea that i mean the the reciprocal cinema thing the idea that like the the samurai movies influenced the westerns influenced the samurais the samurais influenced the westerns star um, wars Japanese influenced by the samurai just, movies the French New Wave yeah, is all yeah. based on American stuff. The French stuff all influenced the sixties stuff. Like I'm, I'm not, I'm not adhering to any order in what I just said, Brian. Don't worry. I'm just saying well, that there is a mash of influences so going on. That's a problem. <laughs> it's not necessarily a problem. Brian, anyway. Brian's about to kick off. <laughs> Everybody was watching. Sorry, Johnson, I'm going to get shouty. oh god then okay my number five i'm gonna say my number five is toby or t T tob1 um just because initially my reaction was like this is this is the preschool star wars episode in here and Uh like there is a, a wide variety in here for lots of people to watch but like it is so cute, and it's got that Astro Boy thing, and it reminded me of like the you know that French series Once Upon a Time the the body thing where they were like people wandered around. It was like teaching people oh, vaguely yeah, about yeah. the human body. Like it had that sort Netflix. of like it had that sort of um, kind of aesthetic to it. Like the the guy's beard, his whole face was his beard. The mouth moved with it. Like it it yeah. I, I had a sort of nostalgic reaction to it, and mm. I thought the kid was cute, and the the. The, the even when he started kind of like packing on a jetpack and having a lightsaber fight and the fantasy stuff as well where it's even like a slightly like 
as naive or as the sort of or preschooly as the art is when it's the majority of stuff is his animation stuff or his imagination stuff is really cool as well yeah um i enjoyed it i think the music might have been a bit much for me in places where there was there was a lot of beep booping going on that's um to every movement but it's kind of in keeping with the tone of it um i was just thinking i, mean, there, I, I did like it yeah scruff threw in it there it's on netflix i mm. recommend you clip that that's going to come in very handy it'll save scruff a lot of time in the future <laughs> just anytime something's on Netflix yeah just, just post just throw that in it's on Netflix so that that's that's my number five I am keeping it kind of higher up the list because I came here for lightsaber battles and samurai madness so um, that's my number five Johnsy uh, this will be quick uh, Lap, Lap and Nacho yeah all I have there right. looked great like beautiful just fantastic just the narrative felt super rushed yeah, how are you mm. supposed to build any kind of relationship with these characters and the time that you have and the the, the you know it, it just and like you say the, the daughter the biological daughter's touring was it was just so rushed and so obviously setting up for a pilot probably the most out of them all but other than that it was I really really appreciate like the design was beautiful yeah yeah the the even down to like the the ritual handing over the lightsaber hilt the the lightsaber was so it was lovely design and had the little like the like oh, I don't know if it was a cherry blossom like hanging off the end of it and the um, illusory stuff and the character had the like eyepiece that like scanned the world around like there's so much stuff going on in terms of developing the world but but it was just it was there was lots of stuff shoved into that twenty minutes um. I don't have much to add. You, you, like I said, you were reading my notes. Brian, your number five? Uh, the Ninth Jedi. Very slick. Looked excellent. You know, some of these feel a bit kind of experimental or a bit kind of just a sort of um, almost an anything goes kind of approach. Whereas this was one of the first kind of ones that felt like it could fit into the universe without upsetting too much while maintaining a kind of an anime aesthetic. Just really liked it. Um, production IG, they've done Ghost in the Shell, among other things. They always have this very high standard of stuff, so i am always always been a fan of their work. So, yeah, I just really liked it. I liked the loved the design of the Jedi hiding in the droid um, and the reveal. It was just it was cool. And then when they all revealed themselves to be Sith, and it was a nice little kind of flip, and it was, just, it was, it was fun, but you know, we could kind of contrast it with the twins in that it was still kind of fulfilling that anime need or want that I had, but it also felt like it could it could be a story from from the kind of current universe, you know. It was kind of interesting for them to kind of explore it that way. So yeah, I liked it. Like the like there's nice concepts and stuff that tie into things. Like I really am like Growing up with the way I did watching Star Wars, there was there were three movies, and there were some books, and there were some video games, and you were basically scraping together any additional world building or expanded universe stuff you possibly could to grab onto, and you know every little thing you found, or at least I found, became kind of like the law and the canon that I had to lock into my brain. You know, so part of that was you know a Jedi has to forge his own saber, you know, has to assemble it. It's part of his training. So then they're like, 
the colors are associated with your moods and uh, there's a sabersmith out here who makes them for you like these are these are ideas that again they're great and they look cool in the show and like there's a whole new generation of star wars fans dealing with a whole new version and variety and not locked in stone concepts they can take them and throw them away depending on what story they're trying to tell i just have this little speed bump in my head that goes that's not the way it was in the 90s they love kyber crystals these days and um, mm. I blame, down lightsabers. I blame uh, was the spin-off film Rogue, Rogue One, was One. It? yeah I blame Rogue One for that yeah um, it, it also ties into like the, the theme parks because right. not only can you pay $200 mm-hmm. to go and you get into the theme park however much that cost mm-hmm. going to do the lightsaber assembly thing is $200 mm-hmm. and you can change the colour of your blade by buying kyber crystals to put into the thing and you know what else Aiden there's probably a massive waiting list to get in there. Yep, I mean I'm on it. I'm post pandemic. <laughs> I'm I'm me and Bob are going and we're doing the Star Wars experience hotel thing. Don't forget uh, you to pay do a five grand for three nights. Don't don't and you for- don't get to leave the hotel. Don't forget to do a, a YouTube meme video. <laughs> grand for three nights. I, yeah, I think it's five grand. It, 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 it's it's multiple grand and it's like forty eight or seventy two hours. Grand locked in the hotel because it's a starship and the experience that the, happens while you're in there. Does the caviar have like three little balls to make out Mickey's silhouette? I have a feeling that everything is sticky and smells of child's vomit. Yeah. I can think of so many better ways to spend five grand. Mm-hmm. Well, what you do in Florida versus what I do in Florida are very different things. I wouldn't go to Florida. Yeah. yeah. Number one. Well, maybe, you know, like, yeah. Amsterdam no. tickets, what is it, Ryanair? You're over there for 20 quid, aren't you? <laughs> I just go to Louisiana instead. It is cheaper now to go to Morocco than it is to get a train from Dublin to Cork. You going to Morocco? No, I've been, but I'm just saying, you can get tickets now to Morocco for like nine quid. Train ticket to Dublin costs about 55. Number four. On my list. Have we covered everybody's number five? Yes. Uh, Johnsy's was Lop and Ocho. Yeah. Mine was Toby. And Brian was the ninth Jedi. Number four. I'm going to go the duel. Um, there's there's loads to like in it. Um, I found the 3D-ness of it kind of jarring in places. When it was very effectively 2D, I really liked it. When, when there was a little three-dimensional movement and you felt just how solid the object was, I, I just mm-hmm. I like 2D stuff. Um, it just took me out of it. Every time I see it, I see the technique not succeeding when that happens, you know? It was a really, like, it was a really strong opener. The Inquisitor or the Sith with the, like, the lightsaber umbrella was kind of cool. And, like, that's a cast-off thing. It's just, like, an item of intimidation until she gets rid of it and actually... And actually fights somebody. I did like the idea. The the character that she's fighting. It really is I guess me putting my concept onto him. But the idea that he's disobeying that thing that annoys me. That your lightsaber color should say something about you. And he's like no. I'm just using whatever lightsabers I come he's across. He's former or, Sith. Though, he's right? Ronin isn't he? Yeah I, I took it that he was former Sith. And now he's hunting sure, but, Sith. And... Well, that's uh, that's the thing he do. He wasn't had no allegiance, so it didn't really matter what like like saber he'd use. 
Yeah, well, that's that's what I'm saying is is that you know you aren't tied to like his just because he wasn't a Sith anymore, his lightsaber didn't go the ambiguous color of purple because he's somewhere in the middle, you know. Which is what we saw in the Ninth Jedi, where the guy was slightly on the fence. His lightsaber was purple. Um, oh, well, yeah, but that that feeds back into them being really good. They all had free reign, really, to do what they wanted. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, they yeah. didn't they didn't have to they didn't have to be continuity between the stories. Absolutely, absolutely, yeah. But I think I I think it's part of why that appealed to me was that like I do not like this lightsaber color coding. I think it's a marketing thing, <laughs> and it's come. I'm going to keep talking about it because I'm an asshole. But yeah. like, um, I don't know if if time will wear this out of me, but <laughs> like I still have a little angry nerd in me. I I don't I, I haven't consumed as much of Star Wars stuff as you have, but from what little I knew, I thought it was that there was different schools and different disciplines within, like studying and that that's what the colors represented and that like yellow for example was more of a, a guardian type thing as opposed to uh is, is that i don't deny that that is all in there now i'm just saying it wasn't in there i always when thought I it was just yeah books galore you know i always thought it just meant whatever quiver crystal you used yeah. dictated what color it was yeah yeah like yeah, that was basically it. You know, like I read the like the the Jedi Academy books with like Han Solo and Leia's kids. You know, Jason and Jaina, and and the the like, and they were picking their Kuiper crystals in whatever color they wanted, and like that mm. was that was the you know the the marketing at the time that I read it. I don't deny that it's the way it is now. It helps sell toys. Kids love it. It's fucking great. There you go. Have at it. Fill your boots. Other cliched phrases. Um, it just still, as I say, speed bump in my brain. It looked cool. It was a really strong opening. It kind of did exactly what I expected coming into this samurai film meets Star Wars, and it was a great way to open for me. That's my take on the duel. John Z, you're number four. Uh, I went with the Elder. Um, it's it, for me. I thought it was just a very well paced, simple story, uh, but. But most of all, when we talked about them being pilots, it was one of the more interesting ones. I thought it's it was a good setup for a, mm. a mystery series. I liked the touch of the Sith or or whatever he was destroying his ship, mm. yeah, as if there was something important, and it just it just piqued my interest. I was like, oh no, this would be cool to see a part of one, and a, and a Master Jedi investigate. Because it's this is the Sith are, are supposed to be banished yeah. or they're gone a long time, you know. So yeah, I I thought it was quite it looked beautiful. I I really enjoyed the, the the bad guy. I thought he was menacing. He was gnarly about him, and just and over, I know we've already talked about it to to a good bit. So yeah, that's all I have to say on it. I just thought it was well paced, simple story with a nice setup for uh, for a show I'd watch. That's a great evaluation of it as well. Like I had forgotten the fact that he blows up the ship as this sort of mm-hmm. sort of final act. And I like the um like we've seen Jedi fade away to nothingness, but the like he just like crumbled into a bag of shit. Like mm-hmm. <laughs> that that's 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 Sith. Yeah. Brian, your number four? Uh the village bride. I I kinda I disagree, John's about the story. I would say that, you know, had a lot of story without it feeling crowded like you've said about other ones i felt like it i mm-hmm. felt like it, it it 
you know, did that same thing of kind of a pilot, but I think it, uh, yeah. well, it was my number four, you know, so or it was my number. Oh yeah. No, uh, just, just, just in terms six. of, I, so it wasn't, I thought it was one of the ones that got a lot in there without it feeling crowded. And it was, it's Definitely. one of the slightly longer ones, but it's still under the 20 minutes. But um, I just thought, I just thought it was mm-hmm. quite good. And I'd agree with you, though, about the, the kind of visuals. There was a kind of um, a bareness or a flatness to it mm-hmm. that didn't fully work, especially if you compare it to something like the Twins, it's kind of like, which had a very flat aesthetic. Well, that's the thing. If you're going to go... better in the Twins than yeah. it did in... Well, if you're going to go that way, you either go all in or you go one yeah. way or the other way. This just felt a little bit... In the yeah. middle I, I don't. I don't think it was necessary. I. I don't know if I would agree that I found it as weak as as you did, but I can see where you're coming from with it. But just in details and things like their eyes and stuff like that, I thought the designs though were quite nice and the music in it was very nice. It's very kind of. I, I assume it was Irish. Right. It sounded like they were singing in Irish. Do you pick up on that? No. No. I think they were singing in in Irish. I can't, I can't um, remember if I did at the time. I meant to check it, but I couldn't. Well, I tried to check, but I couldn't find it. But um, I think the lyrics, it sounded like they were singing in Irish. Um, so it was quite cool to hear. Oh, weird. Yeah. All right. Yeah. yeah. Cool. So that is um, Hitoshi Haga and Takahiro Unishi, and it comes from Kinema Citrus and the Village Bride, um, and that's your number, number four. four. Yeah. I really liked it. I, I gotta um, say, it was just it was kind of contrasting what I've said in other ways. It felt like it wasn't in the Star Wars world at all until they brought in certain elements. It felt like it could have been a completely different space opera universe, but it was one that I was interested mm. in. You know, it was, um, it was it was nice to see something set in space in that kind of a space opera sense that. I mean, it was Star Wars in the end, but uh, it felt quite different from from a lot of Star Wars set stuff we've seen. I quite liked it. I made a, I made a crack about this in, I don't know, was it two podcasts ago? But I think it is the third episode in, in four. You know, it, it's episode four. Three out of four of them feature, you know, lightsaber-wielding, badass, Jedi, Sith lady. Big honking high heels on them. You can do stuff <laughs> in she's heels. Doing a lot of, she's doing a lot of hill walking. Um, and she's got like if you remember the end of the village bride there where she goes to fight her her high heels have a little like transformer moment where they enter battle mode number threes I think my number three is going to be the elder because the when the Sith finally shows up I really liked it Um, I think everything you say there is correct and, and the elder is studio trigger as you said Um, he's it's kind of that Yoda moment and we know enough from Star Wars uh, properties at this point to not underestimate the small and assuming dude. Um, so we know to be intimidated by him even if the Padawan isn't. He's got these two little like Shoto lightsabers that are just cool designs in and of themselves. He's a creepy little dude. And, you know, they, they, I don't know. They, he just sells a lifetime worth of being a badass by doing very mm-hmm. little. But at the s- and the killing blow was cool as well. Yes, I like it when they stick the hilt in and turn it on. Yeah, well, that that's the idea as well. That like the lightsaber was blocking the lightning. He turned it off, mm-hmm. let the lightning go past him, turned it on. Mm-hmm. Like it was a really that's nice, a nice move. Piece. Yeah, and even before that, when he disarmed him, took one of the lightsabers off him and cut it in half. Like that was a lovely little piece of choreography as well. 
Mm-hmm. Why it's as high up in my list as it is is because I did find the start of it kind of boring. I know that it's a lot of setup. I know it's efficient use of time on screen, but there's three or four shots where we're staring at the back of seats with voiceover happening. And then that continues into the village as well, where I'm staring at the back of the head and a lot of talking is happening. And I'm just like, okay, let's get to, I know we're building to a confrontation here and that's what kept me going through it. And the... That was it, the build up, you know? Yeah, I just, um, uh, I guess I just would have liked, and you know, you know, Brian has talked about this as well. It's you know, it's budget. I just would have liked a little more, a little more oomph in those moments. And I don't know if that's just you know, like let's see him from the front and do the lip sync, and it just it's still a lot of talking. But you know, they saved the they saved their animation budget for where it was really effective, and that's great. That's yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That's that's good. That's good production. Your number three, Johnsy. My number three was, it was a big toss-up between my number three and my number two. I went with number three because it was a little bit too, I won't go into it why, but my number, I feel bad it is number three. It should be higher. Uh, There was political reasons why I made it uh, number three. Uh, Akari? Akakiri? Akakiri. I just thought, it was so well paced, such a nice story, but most of all, it looked beautiful. Really, really beautiful. I just really enjoyed. There's a lot of special effects in there, the rain and things are very expressionistic, and it was just, just the character design, especially of the Sith, and 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 the female character, um, and the, and the, the com- it had everything. It had comedy relief with the two guys. The two guides had. It was. It just felt really nice, and it sh- it should be higher, but I decided to go with number three. It was really difficult, mm. really difficult. Mm. And that's I think because that's, it's, a, uh, it's a little bit too similar to my number one, so I bumped it down. I think it was the thinking. So that is uh, Science Saru as a studio, and it is Yun Young Choi and Yuichiro Kido as the writer, who also wrote uh, Tob One. Um. Yeah, it's it's lovely looking. It's lovely looking. They Science Saru did Space Dandy, which I highly recommend checking out on Netflix. Um, it's it's. <laughs> See, I told you it'd save you loads of time. <laughs> uh, give it a chance. Past the first episode, it every episode is sort of like a a hard reset. There isn't a very strong continuity. It's a very experimental series. It's directed by the guy who directed Cowboy Bebop, but it it's so different. Um, give it a chance. There, there's some crazy experimental animation episodes in there. Um, if you like Science Saru's stuff that they've done, check out Space Dandy. It's it's kind of crazy, but it's it's good. And again, give it a chance. It, it's I, I could, yeah, I, I watched I, the first episode and then didn't give it a chance, yeah. but I, I kept meaning to go back to it's, it. It's quite jarring, and yeah, don't expect any continuity. It, it might seem like there is one kind of at the start, but there there really isn't. It's it's kind of a it's wild, but it's worth it's worth sticking with. It's some just crazy animation. There's some episodes in it then that are just in terms of science fiction. They're just. Mm-hmm. Really, kind of a well, if a kid, 
Akekeri, I'm murdering that name. If that's anything to go, boy, it's definitely someone to watch anyway. So then that brings us to your number three, Brian. T.O.B. one. Really? Yep. Um, again, I, like, I liked the stuff, you know, when he was imagining being a Jedi and just the kind of the departure took in the style there. Uh, Astro Boy, Osama Tezuka, um, kind of a godfather of manga. So I just appreciated that there was something. Did you go to the the talk in UCD in first year in college? For uh, I did. I can't remember if yeah, I did or I, not. Like, I don't think I did. They came. They came out and remember that in, at the, the it was the studio that was doing the new series I or a new movie. I remember you guys telling me about it, but I didn't. It was a new series, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and they had a trans. They were all speaking Japanese. They had a translator, if I remember correctly, and it was the most the the most image. Uh, the best imagery I've ever seen used to 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 explain something. They they started off by saying, "If you were to take every Astro Boy manga that has ever been sold and stack them on one another, they would reach far into the sky, further than any plane can fly." <laughs> That's the coolest thing. I was just blown away by that. That was the coolest thing I'd ever heard. <laughs> Um, but it's 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 so uh, specific and yet vague. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kind of... I I don't I don't remember a single thing from that other than I went to it. Yeah, uh, I, I remember that. I just, I, that's the only thing I do remember. I just remember thinking I was really happy to be in college. I was like, oh, this is cool. You know, you're actually with people who make anime, and you're hearing them make these uh, these visual metaphors that 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 you'd only get with. Anime. <laughs> um, when Tezuka created Astro Boy, you know his spiky hair. He he was trying to actually, he was trying to do a a Mickey Mouse with it essentially to to give the character an iconic um, silhouette. So Astro Boy's spiky hair is kind of is referencing Mickey Mouse's ears. So there's a nice bit of symmetry for, you know, Disney now being a Star Wars property, and you know, yeah, yeah, come, I'm telling we've, you, we've come around full circle. Yeah. So and also Mega Man. Worlds are colliding here. Mega Man, obviously Mega Man's kind of based on Astro Boy a little bit as well in terms of the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. So I just really liked that episode. I thought I thought it was gorgeous. Um, like I said, Science Saru do some really nice kind of experimental animation stuff. So it's nice to see anything that mm. departs from the the aesthetic that it establishes. Um, and then yeah, it was just cool to see like a Sith Inquisitor with those big chunky hands and feet. You know, um, but that, that's that, that's a good point as well. Like. Part of this is, like, we do have stuff in here that is, like, real mainstream action animation fair. And we do have stuff that you see, the kind of thing that you do see at, like, like animation festivals. that are like, experimental. Like, I did this with oil paints and watercolours on a tissue paper that I hung in my bathroom and shot with a Super 8 film. Like, there's some really just nice stuff in here as well that's yeah. just different. And it's great to see people getting that latitude to play. Um, yeah, so, you know, in terms of it being from a studio, I like just liking the story, kind of very simple story. And then, yeah, being a Tezuka fan, being an Astro Boy fan, just that like retro anime. So, you know, like, let's, let's bring anime from the 50s or 60s and combine it with, you know, a, a, a Pinocchio anime story with some Star Wars. Like, very cool. 
I liked it. Mm. The Ninth Jedi explores what became of the Jedi Knights after the rise of the Skywalker. Mm. Okay. I guess she did bury that lightsaber. She didn't go off and teach anybody how to be Jedi. You don't know how far in the future it is. Oh, yeah. Well, they said there haven't been lightsabers in a long, long time. Long, long time ago. I can still remember. So we're into top two territory now. Top two territory. Have you anything to add to TOB1, Jonesy? No, I, I, I talked about it when we were... Yeah. Uh, my number two is Akakiri. Um, for all of the reasons you said... Um, the only reason it sort of falls from the top spot is that like I don't know I just I, I thought the ending became this kind of I don't know just a bit it's not like it was expect. I just didn't like the ending like if, mm-hmm. if that's if, like I'm trying to sort of put a label on it in terms of like it wasn't necessarily that it was predictable but there was kind of an idea from that first moment where he had that little vision that it's like okay this guy feels doomed Whatever the rest of this thing is, I feel like this isn't going to work out. So I kind of would have liked the happy ending rather than the doomed thing. Um, but the it it jumped the way it again it got a lot into a relatively short period of time because it's only 10, 12 minutes long. Um, I think it's well paced though I thought it was that, that's paced. what I'm saying it, it opens with him being ambushed so we're just mm-hmm. straight into it here's our Jedi he's being attacked how do we meet a whole bunch of other people they come to his rescue how does he know his rescuers they establish that really quickly there's beautiful backgrounds lots of um, world building through the travel um, and the atmospheric stuff the, the final fight is cool the villain is like that's a great design like I really mm-hmm. liked, I liked her design, and I like, like just some variety in our, like, yeah, in our villain designs. It was cool. Um, the, the, I think it is the sort of like the same Darth Vader help me heal my wife kind of like conversion thing. Like I don't like. I just start applying logic to shit. Then it's like once she's alive, why are you still joining the Sith? Yeah, that does you stick know? out a little bit for me. Because we established, like again, I'm I'm putting canon on it. Like the la- the rise of the Skywalker shit suddenly rake and heal people. Okay, well we've established that that's a Jedi power as well, not just a Sith. But anyway, um, it just my brain speed bumping over little plot points. But, but at the same time, it's gorgeous. Like the design of all of those characters was lovely, and it made me think of it made me think of um, just I'm sure I'd have to dig it out, but I've got a couple of French comic books that I've picked up at Annecy over the years that have that just like. Just great shapes to the faces and like a real clean, like simple line work as well. Um, I liked it a lot. That's my number two. Okay. Well, my number two, like I said, there was a big uh, 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 internal uh, conflict for me between my two and my three, but I decided to go with the duel for number two. Um, I know we've already discussed it and everything. Yes, I've said is no the deal. I I, I like the whole love letter to Kurosawa kind of uh, vibe. I like the like the titles themselves uh, were were very very on 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 on, on style. Um, I, the expressionism and I I know we discussed like I, I, I one of my main points in favor of the whole anthology was they were all in two D. I I think. If you were to compare, looking at it now, yeah, I, I did see how I, it, the characters were were three D, 
people, you know, shot on whatever it was shot on. It was shot, the frames removed and rotoscoped to a certain extent. I think it's, it's like something that What If was trying to do, but done successfully for me. I just don't think, you know, if you look at how how busy this this, this the, the screen is, to do that any other way would be insane, you know, um, to, to achieve that look. Uh, I just love the, the black and white. I love the use of color for plot points for, for different things. It was like uh, one thing I noticed was uh, when the villagers are looking at the, uh, uh, the Republic, or the Republic again, or was it just a... Uh, they were stormtroopers. They were they were, mm. were public, wasn't it? They were separatists. Just, was it what they said? Or? They were separatists. Yeah. But like, yeah. as the villains, they had the black and white, and then there was little spot red lights. And then when I look back on the the village, the village had little green spotlights. It was just this that kind of layering in the visuals that that I kind of I only really picked it up on the second viewing. But another thing that I really liked about it uh, as being a absolute ignorant fool when it comes to anime. Uh, uh, I love Akira. It's, it's just I think it's I think Akira ruined anime for me because everything I ever watched after that just didn't stack up. I, I loved the Ghibli stuff is is really good, uh, but other than that though, I've never really been engaged by anime. But when the Sith when she comes out, her reveal, the choral kind of music uh, chanting in the background, just straight off had me Akira. That that's just it's like okay they have me, and uh, yeah I think that's that's all I have to add from what's been said about it. But I just thought it was a very simple story. I loved the the R two unit having the, the 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 wicker kind of hat and everything. It was just like there was loads stylistically and most importantly I think why I put it above Akakuri was because it did it looked so different from every other film from every other short. That, that that for me that made it stand out more. I thought it was a really good strong start to the whole anthology. Uh and that's yeah, that's 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 my number two to do. Yeah. I mean it, it it was a great start. And it kind of like whatever your expectations for the rest of it, there's definitely there was a I don't know, there was an expectation going into what a sort of Japanese version of Star Wars would be and they were like, Look, let's get this out of the way. Here is a <laughs> Here is a Ronin and a general samurai style village, and now let's do a bunch of other stuff. It was cool. Brian, you're number two. Lapanocho. Mm. It was just mad pretty. <laughs> yeah, that was beautiful. Yeah, it, was really just, was. it was just really beautiful. And uh, yeah, you know, it, it did cram a lot, maybe too much in there, but I don't think it was necessarily to anything's detriment. It was just a bit crowded. But it looked superb, and it was just cool to see two sisters at the center of a story for a change as well. You know, um, it's quite a bit different. Um, I'm not a furry. It's not why it's number two. I just wanna, I just wanna put that out there. <laughs> okay, let's just get that out of the way. Okay. <laughs> I just- I just got to get it out of the way, okay? Not a furry. <laughs> he puts his tail in his drawer. Let's do a Richard Nixon pose there while you say it. <laughs> yeah. Um, that said, I probably will draw a, a bunny Jedi piece. From... <laughs> um, no, it's it I mean... Uh, there's, there's, money, there's money in them God, animals. There is, isn't there? Yeah. 
Um, yeah. Yeah, like, um, again, it's just that thing of it being kind of what I wanted from, you say, anime Star Wars. I don't Wars. know where these perverts get all that disposable <laughs> income, but they will spend it on art. They will spend it on furry art. So I'm told. Mm. So I'm told. I mean, mm. I, can't, I can't say from experience. Asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> Um, never open that cupboard in Brian's bedroom yeah. the yeah. Alan Partridge drawer <laughs> uh, there's not much to add to it like it was just it, it, yeah. it's it's it was gorgeous like it was slickly yeah. produced and there there was a moment in it like again I think there was too much in it and I was kind of like I again I'm not a furry I don't yeah I, I, I protest too much but like I don't particularly like um, animal human design stuff so I was like okay oh, really? I'm kind of to- I'm kind of tolerating this bunny um, but there was a moment in that fight when she picked up like the second saber and there was like a snap blur yeah. flash frame in there or something and I'm like oh this just this just stepped up a notch. I'm going to need to frame by frame this to see how the fuck that worked because it's it got gorgeous mm-hmm. there whatever Whatever layer of like, and all of these shots get an extra twenty four hours of work on them. You know, it was. But the point though of uh, uh, lacking continuity, I think Lapinacho was the most guilty of somebody picking up a lightsaber and being awesome with it. This is true. This is true. Anime rules apply. She she also had a floaty (laughs) umbrella. Um, She can fall forever and has a floaty umbrella and is pretty good with a lightsaber. Hey, do you want to be a Jedi? Yeah, let's go. <laughs> That's all it takes. Um, well, no, actually, Tob One also had a bit of like. Yeah. Oh, there's a few of them did, all right. Yeah. But I think. Oh yeah, lightsaber. Like, I can use the force. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. Tob One um, was powered by a kyber crystal. Yeah, so, that's true. You know. That's true. That's true. Is the kyber crystal a power source? It is now. <laughs> I thought it was a sort of it's whatever a, a, you want it to be, like Aiden. a lens or like a focus. Science, fantasy is whatever you want it to be. Yeah, science have, is whatever we want it to be. Haven't you seen what if? Don't get vaccinated. Continuity has gone out the window. Aiden. <laughs> is they can do whatever they want. This is your want. daddy's continuity. Yeah, the multiverse did it. Space wizards did it. My number one. We're into number one territory. Will we all say them at the same time? <laughs> My number one is the village bride. Really? Yeah. Wow. I really, really liked it. It sop. Huh? You're soppy. <laughs> I am soppy. Um, Anything with a wedding of... in it, you're just gone. That's yeah. Just... Oh, I just I was gushing. Did you see yeah. that dress? Um, the kind of what Brian said, right? Like I know the story seemed simple, but they introduced a sort of a culture that wasn't necessarily versed in the Force, but also drew energy from the similar concepts. The, the older sort of he didn't seem to be a Jedi but he seemed to be an old sort of war, war companion who was trying to sort of bring her out of her hermitage or her isolation mm-hmm. or her withdrawal from involvement they, they did a really they did a really good job of building a sort of sense of history into these relationships I did like the design of it I liked I was trying to figure out what they were doing with the fact that the lines were sort of blue gradient on them yeah um i don't know what that's harkening back to whether it's like old cell production methods or it was just a style choice, um, style choice. yeah 
Yeah, it's it's still choice. It's, it's in Obviously. it's in the twins as well. A bit. Yeah. Yeah. I I liked that a lot. Um, when she finally leapt into action, I thought that moment was great. Um, I did enjoy her transforming high heel. It speaks to my proclivities. Yeah, I just kind of got a Ghibli vibe off it at the same time. I liked it. I liked it a lot. It's my number one. It brought me back in after Tatooine Rhapsody and the twins. It brought me right back into it. That's all I have to say about that. John, so have you played uh, Near Automata? No, I'm well aware of it, though. It's no, just, I, I I'm just, not, not big into it. I just looked up the vocals again for The Village Bride, and it's the there's a singer, her name is Emmy Evans, and she is on the soundtrack for Near Automata, which has some of the best music in games that I've heard. Is she Irish? No, no, she's um, she's not actually. So I was reading about it, and she she makes up her own language when she's singing. So oh, okay. in places it sounded to me anyway, at least it sounded a bit Irish in places. But um, this which would you play one or two? Automata. Is it worth going back to? Yeah, is it worth going back to the first one or just go carry to the re- to the recent release? Uh, I would play Automata first. The the recent one was a remake, whereas Automata was a all new. So I would play. Yeah. I would play Automata first. Um, is it? Is it? How much RPG elements are in it? It, 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 it? This looks like a twitchy kind of shooter to me. Uh, that not, not, it's like, uh, it's a couple of different genres. Um, it's not. It's not really. I wouldn't say it's. It, it, like I get Devil May Cry kind of vibes off it. Yeah, no, it is a bit that. Um, but it like I I kind of enjoy that type of combat. Um, yeah. See, it's it's. it's it, I, I like. I think we talked about this before. I like weight and physics in the character. I'd say it's very twitchy. Is it? Is it? I wouldn't think so. I, I enjoyed it. I thought it was. I thought the combat is. Yeah. But at the same. I know at, it's very popular. At yeah. the same time, there's two characters in it, and like one of the characters' combat, it's a top-down shooter. But you only play that. Yeah. Kind of yeah, on yeah, it. So yeah. it's it's a couple of different blends of genres. But I only brought it up because. Yeah, um, I, the music in it is phenomenal, and it's the same singer yeah. who was on Automata that is on was on the Village Bride episode. I just thought it circle back okay. to now that we're cool. Now that Aiden brought it up, but this is number one. Yeah, yeah. cool. Okay, go for Jonesy, my number one. You're number one. Go for it. Uh, the Ninth Jedi. Um, I just thought overall, uh, overall of them, it's the most successful. Uh, had the best ratio of. Success in art style, pacing, and and setup for a show that I'd watch. Um, and I also got, I don't know what it is. I think maybe because one of them looks like him, but I just got Ulysses Twenty One vibes yeah. off the off the design. I did. I absolutely I, I, got that. I felt like that was very deliberate. Um, yeah. I don't know if it was enough. Possibly, but, yeah, because yeah, one of the set was he looked like Ulysses, you know. But um, for me, maybe that 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 might have coloured my appreciation for it. But I did that that went really, up and down really, my list a few times because I re- yeah. I loved it. Like when it came, when it started, I was like I liked it straight away, and then it just dis- as it went on, it didn't disappoint. And yeah, when I made my list a couple of like times, the, the it was designed the car- the top a few times. Um, I loved it. I really the character liked. design was so varied, though, in it, like all the different yeah. aliens, and they all looked. I love that robot. Really well that, uh, designed. Which is a drinking tea, and yeah, yeah. the yeah. the, the, the narky yeah, robot. Yeah. That was yeah. so cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And I love that, that opened the... with the like shots of the planets in the cosmos, right? Mm-hmm. That again is a very like Ulysses thirty one kind yeah. of thing to it, you know, like lost no, in the cosmos. Definitely. 
definitely did and and uh, i have a soft spot for that show i think i only appreciated it in hindsight as much as yeah. when i was a kid but like there was a lot of things in in the ninth jedi i really enjoyed it i loved the i loved the the sort of connection between the ship that she gets into with the robot looking like the drop the drop ship sort of tanks out of uh phantom menace they were they had that same kind of design um, the 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 the, Nar- the Sarki robot character was interesting, but I just I liked the idea of it being completely separate from the Skywalker saga, setting up these new characters. When her father gets taken off, you can already see there's going to be conflict. If she's going to be a Jedi, her father's been taken hostage. Just a lot of dots got connected for me. Um, and I kind of liked. The one Sith guy, or who the guy who was under the influence, with the the lightsaber turning purple, of, mm. it was it was a good visual cue to to a character having a conflict of, 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 of a crisis of personality. You know, it was an interesting thing to add in the middle there that like mm-hmm. people aren't irredeemable, and and that you know? that 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 uh, bike. Uh, hover bikes chase was yeah. awesome. I, when she got off and he comes at her, it was just really cool. And also the design of them guys with their uh, kind of uh, wicker kind of hat styles, just everything. It was. I just felt it wasn't necessarily the best looking. Like, but it definitely was up. It would be. In, yeah. I, I think. I think. I care. I, I keep hammering this. Akiri. Akiri. Mm-hmm. I think it looked better. But it didn't have all bases covered like the Ninth Jedi did mm-hmm. for me. It had, for me, like all this, yeah, again, had the best ratio of art style to pacing to set up for a, a possible series that I'd watch. I'd agree. Like, it, it was an all round one in terms of production. Like, it, it didn't really, mm-hmm. couldn't really fault any aspect of it. It was just, and again, that. I think I mentioned when I was talking about it, like production IG, they're just always top-notch stuff. Like they're just, they're slick. It was just very cinematic. Yeah. It looked far yeah. more cinematic than the rest. Like, not that they were going for, but it just felt like you were watching, you kind of forget you're watching animation, especially in the speeder chase, you know? You, you, it's, 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 it's kind of like you're just concentrating on the story. You're not even registering, really, that it's an animation. I think and for a two D, I that's I think it's one of the ones that I will rewatch the most. You know, even though it was mm-hmm. number five, it's number five now. But like I said, my list changed quite a bit. But it's it's one of the ones that I'll easily watch a few times. Just play Ulysses Thirty One <laughs> team tune in the background. Yeah. And then that just leaves Brian with his number one, uh, Akakiri. Just gorgeous. Akakiri. Yeah. Just. Absolutely beautiful. The character designs were kind of unique. Um, still, still yeah. very anime, but just kind of pushing it in in a slightly different direction. Yeah, just just top to bottom, kind of gorgeous. Very short, brief, simple story, but as you said earlier, you know, just very economic in terms of how it sets up who's who and what are their relations to each yeah. other and where the story's headed yeah. just excellent i thought very just, just ve- like they they aren't even like it's like to to start comparing them it's not like the elder where it's a real still moment they chose their moment and they made it really dynamic and active but 
quick and effective and on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. And then you still have the big battle at the end. I know, I have no way of knowing what the comparable budgets were between these things. But, like, they hit their points without it just being a, like, let's sit here and talk and look at the back of heads or close-ups of eyes rather than seeing mouths move. Um, what did you what did you make of the ending of Akakiri? Um, I, I liked it. And, like, I guess, you know, as established in The Ninth Jedi and the duel, being Sith doesn't mean sit for life you know so there's an interesting mm. it's an interesting story right there is that there's a conflict right now between the life he saved you know now it's almost her mm. mission or or story to pull this person Bring back from back. the dark side you know so mm-hmm. I, I it was a downer but i don't think it i don't think it ruined what had been set up before you know so i was i was happy with it i'm glad they they kind of stuck to his vision kind of being fulfilled as as negative as it was. Um, mm. Yeah. Well, I think there's a reason why they have it last, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's like you go out with a bang. Mm-hmm. It's very strong, yeah. To be honest, that's something I, I noticed about the... the, the if, I, if I was put in charge of structuring the anthology, it's exactly how I'd do it. Like, me personally, for the, my top picks I could put the duel at the first at the start start off strong I'd have um, the Ninth Jedi where it is in the middle it's right in the middle and, yeah and, exactly you know, yeah. <laughs> yeah yeah it's just right in the middle yeah, yeah. you can tell uh, I kind of get the impression that that's that there was top put into it you oh, know definitely I mean, was yeah, definitely I would say yeah because yeah. like if we look at the actual running order duel is strong I do think the two after that are kind of the weaker ones the Village Bride is coming back. It to me, it is my number one. As you say, Ninth Jedi followed the like big actiony one in the Ninth Jedi with great production value. Then it back to the preschooly kind of one with Toby one. Um, then the Elder back to some awesome fight stuff. Lop and Ocho, so much scale. Akakiri scale world building character design production. Lovely. I think the, the, I, the thing the is, like, it was perfect. To be honest, I think. Yeah, I totally agree with it, but I'd say it was very difficult for them to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know? Yeah. I would say it was a success all around. I'd love to see a second series anthology of this. Yeah. 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 And like I, I said, it's... there's a couple I'd like to see get a series. Yeah. yeah. I, I mean, I think it's it could be Disney Plus's answer to Love, Death and Robots, really. Um, let's go nuts with it. The only um, thing is, though, could you see a series of any of these for what's been the expectations now that the audience has for the quality? Because I'm sure the budgets for these wouldn't translate into a series. Wouldn't translate into a series. That's why when you say, you know, you'd like to see a series, I don't mm-hmm. chime in there because I don't particularly agree because I think the ninth I Jedi think this, should the, get the promise the is what appeals. Yeah. Rather than a series sure. and where it's going to dip episode to episode, I think it should get a a feature yeah. with the no, I was just thinking that maybe budget, feature yeah. feature would suit it better. Yeah. And uh, so, closing thoughts. Um, um, this is a lot better uh, than the last podcast I was on, where we had to talk about He Man. <laughs> I was, I was thinking, I was thinking, if we keep bringing you in for the animation stuff, we should veer more visions than He Man. <laughs> no, I, 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 I had no trouble at all watching these. Each a couple of them a few times. It was just like uh, it was just a lovely idea to do uh, anime Star Wars. I think hats off to whoever uh, greenlit it. it. It's funny that 
you know, we've had the Animatrix and we've had Batman had an anime anthology kind of thing as well. And I think they've been mostly mm-hmm. been successful enough. And why do we only have the Matrix and Batman and Star Wars? And why do they only do them once? Yeah. <laughs> Give us more. But, but I think I think Star Wars reloans itself. It does, yeah. It does. To anime more so than Batman. Really yeah. Well. The, yeah. Absolutely. Like the, the scale of the universe for Star Wars is is huge. I mean the the Animatrix I guess they built a lot of world in there, but um Star Wars has so much to play with. I think that I think that, well, that the Matrix lent itself really well to it as well though. Yeah, yeah, yeah no, of course it's heavily inspired by yeah. anime, you know. Yeah, mm-hmm. but that's why so, I, 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 I haven't fully researched this. It was a thing that I did think f- before. It was like I'd grown up assuming that Western science fiction borrowed heavily from anime and manga, but yeah. I, I, I'd say if you go back to pre-Star Wars anime, I, I don't think. Uh, I I think you can see the influence of Star Wars. Well, what year was Gundam? Gundam began late seventies, I think. Because we did we did watch the first Gundam yeah. movie, or I tried to watch the first Gundam movie, but it is tedious. Um, there was a manga before that anime, though, as well. I think. Um, no, it's yeah. That's what I'm saying. I, it's not something I've actually researched or anything. Uh, it might make it someone a good dissertation, but um, it's it's just nice to see the worlds colliding. I was going to ask if you had started building that thing, Brian. Got, Brian got himself a. I've got no space to build it yet, but I will. Um, I, I can't remember what classification is on the box, but I do remember you sharing the picture going, I'm going to build my first Gundam. And I thought to myself, well, he's starting with the master level. <laughs> so c- good luck. Nice. I think master grade um, refers more amazing. to the quality of the build, not necessarily the, I hope anyway. <laughs> <laughs> I, I spent ages there a couple of years ago when I was in Manchester searching online for a, a good pre-made model. It was, uh, I went through a phase of uh, actually the, one of the ones I was one of the ones I was about to buy was actually pre-made, um, and the only, like I I wanted the experience of building it, but um, I, c- I can point you to some pre-build ones if if you were still interested. It was, it was, it was Robotech. It was, nice. I think it was looking Battle of the Planets. It was uh, the the Super Battle of the Planets uh, and and Robotech. I was I think I was close to paying like pushing the button on a three hundred pounds. Oof. Like I like it's the diecast metal though. Is it's whereas the models are the Russos still doing their Battle of the Planets adaptation? I've heard it there, dude. I'd like to see that. Yeah, yeah, I'd like to see it. Um, I haven't heard much about it in a while, but I hope they do. Well, on that note, I'm going to leave this podcast with a closing thought. What if fucking get it together? (laughs) 